Blog Talk Radio. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Welcome to another Night on Sunday Night broadcast of The Unexplained World with your host, Annette, who is a high priestess and psychic reader, and Edward Shanahan, a paranormal observer and psychic reader. Join us for a half hour or so of open minds, open mouths, and a supernatural good time in The Unexplained World tonight. Listeners, welcome to the Tuesday night, not on Sunday night broadcast of the Unexplained World. What's your host, Edward Shanahan? It's me and Annette. Hello, Annette. Hello, Annette. I'm here. Oh, oh hello. We must have cut out there for a second. I was saying, are you there? <laughs> Happy Tuesday. I think it's raining. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm soaked to the bone. Um, realized that my gutters needed attention at about. 725, and uh, <laughs> so multitasking. Um, You're down to the wire. Yeah. Went out there, lightning, everything else, aluminum ladder, but I figured the odds were in my favor, you know, considering lightning only hits once how many times, or twice how many times. So How many um, times have you been hit by lightning so far? None, so I'm still good. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and if you ever are hit by lightning and live, then it won't hit you again. <laughs> So the my favorites first got to hit me. Okay. You've lived through uh, all those other crazy things. Lightning's not going to kill you now. <laughs> no, no, um, no. So yeah, that all taken care of, and uh, we had a, yeah. we had a four, we had a monsoon um, over here. So um, how you? Well, you said living across the lake that. You heard yeah, it. I can I can hear the lightning on your side. Yeah, but I'm over here, and I've got some rain, but. Not so bad. Yeah, plus you live on a hill, so that helps too. So, uh, yeah, a lot. Yeah, yeah. Um, I just like Noah's Ark up here. Yeah. Tonight <laughs> we're it's a half hour show. We're going to have a call in 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 a little while, and um, talking about what went down or what was experienced at the Humphrey House uh, this past Sunday. We had an open house there, and it was a freebie. For people to come out in that, and uh, I just—you know what, Ed? Uh, are you using a headset tonight? Because it's, we're really having a hard time hearing you. Okay, how's that sound? Still kind of garbly. Oh no, I can't hear you at all. Ed was trying to tell us that one of the gals that came to the Humphrey House um, is going to be calling in later on. Ed, we totally can't hear you at all now. And she's going to be telling us about the reaction that a small ch- her small child had while visiting the Humphrey House this, just this past weekend while they were there. Uh, the Unexplained World was doing a paranormal um, investigation. And uh, Ed also wanted me to talk about fairies tonight. Um, he's had a lot of people that he's run into lately that are interested in the fairy realm. In fact, he even kind of, 
had a feeling, and he'll tell us about that when he comes back. Um, he was out doing one of his uh, paranormal events and kind of had a feeling that there were fairies afoot. Um, I know that in every culture across the board, like dragons, for example, fairies show up. Um, almost every hello, 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 hello. Oh, I hear you. you hear yeah. There you are. Okay. Yeah, hold on. <laughs> pull the headset out, and I got disconnected. So, um, okay, I hear you much on. clearer now. It's very clear. Good. Okay. Yeah. Uh, um, where were you? Well, I just I, I just carried on there. I just said that we were going to have a guest come on in a little while mm-hmm. that was mm-hmm. going to tell us about their experience at the Humphrey House with a small child, right. Right. and that you were going to be asking me tonight about fairies. So I started just saying that I feel that uh, from what I've read and my research, a lot like dragons, you know, almost every culture around the world has some kind of a dragon myth built into it. And fairies are just alike, whether you're in Ireland or Asia, China, or, you know, um, Africa, every culture has some type of a fairy that they talk, or more than one most likely, but that they talk about. So it's not just one of those, oh, it's only in Ireland or it's only coming from, you know, the south of Wales or something. Well, what's amazing is, and we go back a while in this discussion, is probably a few years back, geez, probably five, four or five, I was at Witchy Wearables and sitting in on one of our little gatherings there. And, and I, again, were, you're breaking. Oh, there you are. Okay, okay, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. Um, I wonder what it is. But they, they, it was um, a little gathering there, and everybody was talking. And I couldn't believe how many people believed in fairies. And I was like looking at them like, huh? Okay. Um, <laughs> and then I came home and I brought it up around my wife, and she says, yeah, I believe in it. And I talked to more people, and yeah, it's um, even Sunday we had a group out. And there was men that he, you know, I always thought it was a woman's thing. Um, but, yeah, there was even a couple men that believed in fairies. Don't believe in leprechauns, but believe in fairies. And the reason why it struck me is at the one location we have our paranormal nights at, we go out into the woods. And the last time we did it, we went further than we have in the past. And all of a sudden, we're standing there. I told everybody to the lights in there. Just to stand there and listen. And it sounded like rain on the ground and rain in the leaves. But there wasn't nothing, no rain, no nothing going on. And I'm sitting there and like, because this is very spiritual land in that. And so I'm yeah. sitting there wondering, thinking, nah, <laughs> can it be? Okay. Um, matter of fact, the next day I bought some night vision goggles for when we go out there again. Because it's like, hmm, can it be? You know, um, because it was like everything was alive at 1 in the morning. And well, I'll tell you what, this is a very active time for fairies, too. You know, once spring has sprung and things are really growing, there are more and more and more fairies that are necessary to the earth. Mm-hmm. So they're way more prevalent. You know, they're watching over animals. In the winter, you think of it, you don't need as much fairy power because things are asleep and they're quiet, and thus their fairies are sleeping. But... When things are growing and, you know, nature spirits, that's what I say that fairies are, the spirits of nature, mm-hmm. they're needed to 
bring forth flowers, bring forth plants, turn the earth, all the insects. I mean, each one kind of has its own role that it plays. So, mm-hmm. yeah, very active time right now. It's almost like Halloween with ghosts. Well, yeah. hello with nature spirits. <laughs> well, I'm going I'm to, like I said, we're going to be out there this Saturday, and I'm going to uh, bring the night visions out and everything. Hopefully, it'll be as active as it was three weeks ago, you know, and uh, see what happens. We got a caller. You want to, and it's not our person I asked to call in. It's somebody who wants to talk about UFOs, I believe. You want me to give a, okay. bring them on for a minute? Okay. Sure. Hello, caller. Hi, uh, my name is John. I'm uh, the owner of Parenthole51.com, and I wanted to know um, what you thought of um, the the uh, clout surrounding UFOs, um, um, because the UFOs that are visiting Earth are just as secretive as the government is being, uh, as the, as the government, um, because <clears throat> because they're not making themselves known. Yeah. And uh, we know that these things exist, however, um, because of you know various types of evidence. Um, I've I've seen them with my own eyes passing through our atmosphere at unimaginable speed, stopping for a second and then instantaneously leaving. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw black squares on its perimeter, and it was uh, dark carbon gray. Um, uh, What's your with, name again, uh, My name is What's John. Okay, John. I, I, you know, the when was your sighting, John? It was yeah. in 2007, in the middle, of, in daylight, okay. broad daylight. Oh, okay. Well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna yeah. share something with you, John. Now, that you find interesting. We've had different um, David Kump and stuff on our show talking about UFOs in there, and but uh-huh. there was one night that my wife and I were basically coming in at about hmm, quarter to twelve, maybe at night, and. Yeah. I just happened to look up in the sky, okay, for whatever reason, and yeah. there was a there was a light up there. But here's the thing: it was blinking like a star would, okay. But yeah. here's the thing: it was moving like a bug, okay. It would move, shoot across, stop, shoot down, stop, shoot across again, like that, okay. Oh my goodness. And I yeah, and I brought it to her, t- and that was this year. It was this year, and I brought it to her attention. I go, look at that. And it's like, I just stood there staring. It's like, wow, okay. Um, Did she see it too, Ed? Yeah, she's seen it too. Yeah. It Wonderful. Was a That's great. Mass yeah. sighting. So uh, I, Very nice. I can't say if it was a UFO, but it sure wasn't anything I was accustomed to. <laughs> the way it was. No, no, no. Hello. Hello. Yeah. Hello. Thanks for taking my call. Hello? Thank you, John. All right. Thank you, John. Thank you very much. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, bye. Bye-bye. Yeah, I think I shared that story before, uh, Annette, with you. So um, it was very yeah, interesting. I, I didn't remember that, actually. That's awesome yeah. that you have someone standing next to you corroborating your story. That's awesome. Yeah. Matter of fact, that uh, someone is on the line now. Hello, Kathy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> are, okay, so, I'm not hearing you right now. <laughs> you are so evil, Ed. I just want to watch this. We seem to be having some technical difficulty tonight, and I wouldn't be surprised if it's because of the weather. I can know. you hear I me, Annette? Annette, can you hear me? I can hear you. Hello? Hello? 
I hope well. Um, I hear you. Yeah. I got a nut there. Let's ask the people on chat. Chat, can you uh, can you hear me? Anybody out there? I hear you, Ed. Yeah. Well, hold on. Okay, Annette. I don't know what's happened to Annette. Um, but okay, maybe she's going to try to call in again. All right. Um, she is calling from Indiana, and she's as she said, the storms and that were acting up there. Okay, Cass, we were, um, Cassie's my wife, we were talking, uh, me and Annette were talking, first we had a caller with the UFOs, then we, um, I mentioned the fact that what you and I seen out, outside uh, the one night um, oh, up yeah. in the sky, yeah, was yeah. that light that was like dancing across us like a bug, okay? It was it the stuck. strangest thing, yeah. Yeah, and we just kind of stood up there and stared, uh, or stood there and stared, it was like, wow, because um, it was nothing we've ever seen before. But. No, and it wasn't it wasn't moving in a very like a flight, like an airplane or anything like that. It was extremely different. Very different. Yeah, it was moving like a bug. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Uh <laughs> Ed, if you're listening to the show, please uh call back. Um because I like to mention some of the things you got coming up in that. Um and Liz, if you're out there listening, give a call now um, to talk about the little experience with the Humphrey House. And uh, so I think the weather is acting up, Kathy, with um, what's going on with the radio show. But we oh, did even call her asking, asking about the UFOs and stuff like that. And uh, hopefully nobody's not saying anything that they can't hear me. So... Um, well, we're talking about the fairies. When the lady calls in, Liz, we're, we'll talk about what went down at the Humphrey House. Let me give a couple of dates that are coming up uh, very soon. Okay. June 26th is an overnighter, full moon over the Morris Mill Hotel, a paranormal overnight haunted experience. A night of power when the veil that separates our world from the other world will be attempted to be made thinner. This is limited to the amount of individuals. Um, it's a very, very haunted hotel. And the webpage, we have all the information about it, uh, the different hauntings and stuff like that. What I would suggest to do is go to hauntedhistoriclocations.com. Haunted Historic locations.com tap on um, tap on the link for that it will be in June 26th and we also have a July 10th we're going to be up at the Tinker Swiss Cottage Museum up in Rockford Very, there's only a couple spots left, left open for that um, if you're interested um, again go to Haunted Historic locations.com for more information on that. Let's see. I'm checking in the calls. Okay. Let's bring in Liz. Hello, Liz. Hello, Liz. Hi, Ed. Hi, Ed. It's Lisa. Yeah, yeah Lisa. Was, were you able to hear the show? Yeah, well, I can hear it. I, um, that seemed to disappear, but I can hear you. Yeah, but were you able to hear um, Kathy's, the other person on the line, were you able to hear Annette when she was talking? Yes. Yes. Huh, huh. 
she must she couldn't hear me. Must have been a bad connection on her end. Yeah, okay. Yeah, it's been a, like I said, a monsoon. Um, Kathy, Lisa was at the Humphrey House with uh, her two children, and I believe your sister, right? Was that your sister? That was my girlfriend, Eileen. Your girlfriend, okay. And um, the interesting thing I found interesting was when they were in the room, there's a room there, a little background is the second Mrs. Humphrey I feel, or I've picked up, and so has other feelers, that she was the evil stepmother. And the Humphreys had six children, three lived. Uh, the first Mrs. Humphrey and Mr. Humphrey. She was found dead in the house, and the first Mrs. Humphrey, he remarried within like three months or so. Uh, his secretary. Things haven't changed much. So um, they had a child, and Lisa, you'll agree that you know the only picture you see, only child you see is the one that she had with her own child, um, the stepmothers. You never see any stepkids. Um, so what I do is bring the people into the room that we feel that the kids were corralled in. And um, Lisa, what I found very interesting, number one, your daughter sensitive as, was watching her eyes like, boom, pop open. But uh, <laughs> when she went in that room, what what did your, uh, tell them what your son said. Well, everybody was in the room, and he backed out of the room, and he said there was a little boy in the corner, and he did not want to go back into the room. Yeah. Wow. How old is your son? He's four and a half. Wow. Did he talk to you any more about it? Uh, No, he hasn't brought it up at all. Really? Not at all. He's been quiet. What did the boy look like, or...? No, I, I, we didn't really ask him. We were kind of trying to feel if we could feel anything else, and he just took my hand and wanted me to come out of the room with him, said he didn't want to go back in there. Yeah, he didn't want to go what back room? in. What room was this at? It's uh, what they call the attic now, but it's like a very, very sad room. Wouldn't you say so, Lisa? Yeah, it's very sad, very, just a lot of emotion in it. I was definitely overwhelmed with, just a feeling of sadness and negativity in there. Yeah, and the room, I believe, was the children's playroom where they were made to go stay out of uh, stepmoms here, okay, type of thing. And um, was that in the corner that I said that we felt there was a child or a little girl crying too? Yes, that was the one that was to the left of the window that was, there was a lot of things in front of it. Yeah, that's the same place that the... uh, I felt the child crying with its uh, hands in it, or its face in its hands, and also um, the location that um, the feeler from Laps felt there was a child too. So, and that's the same uh, place that where your um, the thing that you were holding went off. Remember when? Oh, the EMF meter. Yeah. 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 So, the Humphrey House does have. Uh, uh, some interesting things, for sure. So, going on there. What did you think of the other rooms? Did you feel anything? In, well, we felt that almost like there was death in that one staircase. In the staircase the that we walked up. Yeah, the yeah. smell of it, and yeah, it was 
that was probably the, the room of the house with the stairs and the attic part or the playroom that was probably the most active I felt or something in there. Have to get you out there, Kathy. Um, oh. <laughs> what did your did your daughter bring it up at, any more of it about it, Lisa? Yeah, she's talked a lot about it. Uh, she, first of all, she said she can't wait till the private party, and then she said that um, she was scared, but she liked being there and experiencing and feeling and just sensing things. Are you um, a natural feeler yourself? When you Are go you into places, I'm sorry. I'm I'm sorry. You broke up. Yeah. Are you a natural feeler when you go into places? Sometimes you feel things that others you know, might I, not. I never thought I did, but I had a home out in Plainfield that uh, definitely had something there. I had the home blessed, and um, so that kind of opened my eyes up. But uh, I don't know. I I, I I don't really know. <laughs> I just seem like I sense something every time I go somewhere. I think children are naturally eyes wide open kind of thing where they see things that a lot of times we miss. And um, it's interesting that your son was able to see things. But how old is your daughter? She's 14. Yeah, that's a real sensitive age too, you know, where they – a little more wide open to things, but it's interesting that you all had experiences at the same time in that place. That's it. Yeah, I'm not coming. <laughs> <laughs> Forget it. Yeah, it was. Yeah. <laughs> it's a great place. You should go. <laughs> no, because I'm sure I know Ed talks about me from time to time because he thinks it's funny. But the thing is, is and it's not that I. Yeah, I am. I'll admit. I just don't like the way I feel sometimes when I go into certain places and I can sense things and feel things and I don't necessarily want to explore it any further just because it's uncomfortable to me. Um, right. But there's been times where I've walked into, I mean, we went one time when we were, gosh, were we in our 20s or in our teens? I can't remember, but we went into this older home. That we're was in having our this, 20s. Yeah, we're it was having 20s. this estate sale, and we weren't in there very long, and all I said to Ed is, is we've got to leave. I just don't feel that something doesn't feel good here at all. And it was just a, a morbid feeling, a morbid sense. It was just, just so sad, just gut-wrenching sad and scary to me. You know what I mean? It's just not an emotion I wanted to visit. So I try real hard to avoid some of these things. I don't know how to explain it. No, but I you're very sensitive, and you prefer not to uh, to experience it. That's your, right, but I live vicariously yeah. through you. I love hearing the experiences that you have. I love hearing hearing the experiences that um, the people that attend the functions have. It fascinates me. But I'm the type of person that feels more comfortable at arm's reach. You know what I mean? It, it's just easier for me to deal with it that way. Well, I think Lisa, oh, a lot of people I know are. Yeah, yeah well, just like our basement, forget it. Lisa, Lisa and her group is going to be having a paranormal night Saturday. And wow. the I know the one thing they're interested in, too, is the woods. Um, for what I was describing about the fairies and that, I would imagine, um, and seeing what we feel and sense out there. So um, it should be enjoyable. Yeah. Yep. 
Yeah, yeah you, you are very excited about that. Lisa, thank you for calling in and uh, talking a little bit about that. And uh, in no the near problem. future, we're going to be having probably a paranormal night, probably in September or October, over at uh, Humphrey House, Senator John Humphreys. Uh, we did do a video um, after everybody left, and that's a quick tour. I'm going to attempt to get that up there soon on the Internet. But, Lisa, thank you very much for calling in, and uh, we'll talk again very soon. Okay, thank you again. Thank you. Bye-bye. 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 See, I was honest. I, I, I admit, I'm a chicken. I'll admit it. I'm not going to lie. Well, like I tell people, though, is we came from the spiritual side. We will be going back there. So there's the really nothing There's nothing to fear because it is technically home. So um, I don't think so much that it's, I'm afraid of, to be honest with you. I think mm-hmm. it's just uncomfortable. For me. I don't know how to explain that feeling I get. In the pit of my stomach. I just don't. Yeah. It's a real strange sensation. Well, I'm sorry we lost it. That tonight's show is only a half hour. Uh, right. Kathy, thank you for grabbing the reins. And yeah. uh, I'm kind of a crazy night. Uh, <laughs> like I said, yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. Uh, so thank you for calling for you know taking the reins. I put you on unexpectedly. <laughs> and uh, Lisa, thank you for calling in. Callers will be back on, um, supposed to be back on Sunday night, and who knows, maybe I could talk in that and doing readings, and until then, we're going to send the show off with this song, and it means a lot, listen to the word, and enjoy, bye-bye. There must be light. Burning brighter somewhere. Got to be birds flying higher in a sky more blue. If I can dream of a better land where all my brothers walk hand in hand, tell me why. Understanding sometimes strong winds of promise that will blow away the doubt and fear. If I can dream of a warmer sun where hope keeps shining on.